Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 116, Throwing Yourself Under the Bus. It's May 2nd, 2023. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and so on. I also happen to be a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way. My music is by Howie Moskovich. Throwing yourself under the bus. This is not generally how we use the phrase being thrown under the bus. We don't typically refer to you throwing yourself under the bus. However, I am going to be presenting that today. I will actually be covering both sides of this topic, whether it's you having been thrown under the bus or someone attempting to throw you under the bus and the other side of that, which is them throwing themselves under the bus. This is not a topic we talk about openly, in my opinion, or frequently. However, this is very common behavior. My hope is that you'll get some new insights so that A, you don't do this yourself, but B, if it happens to you, you have some power. All right. If you happen to be new to my content, you can visit my website at www.lisaalundy.com where I hope you will enter my current giveaway. This is my disclaimer. I am not a therapist. I am not a licensed healthcare provider or healthcare professional. And nothing that I say in this podcast or any of my podcasts or my YouTube videos or any of my written content is intended or designed to be medical advice or therapy advice. If you're listening to this podcast and you're feeling hopeless or you feel suicidal or you've been thinking that your life is not worth living, I'm asking you to stop and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. I am asking you to talk about how you feel. I am asking you to tell people. I am asking you to take the help that's available because there is help available. My next note before we dive in is for the deaf and hard of hearing community. I currently have transcripts for all of my previous podcasts on my hosting platform, rss.com. Within one to three or four hours, Once a new podcast is generated and live, a transcript will be created and thus then available for you. I ask for your patience and your compassion. I am working to improve my speaking, my pronunciation, my rate of speaking, so that you are left with a more valuable transcript. And eventually, once we figure it out, my transcripts for my podcast will also be available on my website. Currently, they're on rss.com, but they're coming to my website. All right, here we go. Throwing yourself under the bus. Well, what do I mean by throwing yourself under the bus? Well, there are things people do unknowingly, unwittingly, unconsciously, 
where they are actually themselves throwing themselves under the bus, usually without knowing it, usually without the recognition or the insight. And that's one of the pieces of this podcast today is when you throw yourself under the bus. I am also going to be addressing the situation where someone else or some entity or some employer or whomever throws you under the bus or attempts to throw you under the bus. Now, this is um, one of those situations where usually if you're the one who's been thrown under the bus or someone has attempted to throw you under the bus, typically there's a loss of power for you in that situation. Typically, there's a loss of power. Now, I am assuming for this, the body of this podcast, that you as a human being are not doing anything illegal, fraudulent, that you are not lying, stealing, cheating, or doing something to intentionally provoke someone else. So we're taking all of that off the table. If you happen to be doing that stuff, you need to knock it off and get your act together. That is not going to be helpful. That is not going to give you an amazing, miraculous, beautiful life. It will not. I promise you. It might in the short term, if you're lying, cheating, or stealing someone's money, but in the long run, karma will get you. Now, the the entire body of this podcast supports and underscores many of the things that I talk about in my podcast in terms of mental health, in terms of understanding your conscious, your unconscious, and your subconscious mind, getting triggered, self-awareness, emotional intelligence, self-esteem, rational thinking, and so on. These are all things that come into play in this topic, in this podcast, and they are all traits, skills, and abilities that will help you prevent yourself from you throwing yourself under the bus. You cannot necessarily prevent someone else from attempting it or trying to do it or doing it, but you can prevent yourself from you throwing yourself under the bus by the all of the things that I talk about. Now, this is a very common, 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 common thing that happens in life. So I have examples in professional examples, organizational examples, some personal examples before we get into some other uh, parts of this. So in my opinion, by the way, you do not ever need to throw anybody else under the bus. They will do that themselves. You need to be focused on having this amazing, great, fantastic, beautiful life filled with love and affection, with you being well-loved and happy, and everything else will take care of itself. All right, work examples. So one one work example. (laughs) Oh, boy, people. All right. So one example would be taking steps and actions to oust or remove a very successful and well-liked manager from their job for no reason and using unscrupulous means in full view of all of the employees. Yes, that has happened at work. That continues to happen at work. Number two at work, a manager secretly changing the work schedule of an employee, which violates the employer agreements and terms, failing to tell the employee 
of the schedule change and then trying to make the employee look bad by not checking the schedule when it's out of bounds, the, the change was out of bounds. Um, in organization, so there's so many examples from work, there's two, uh, from organizations. An event organizer fails to tell or disclose to the attendees that a beautiful display was created and donated by someone who's not in attendance, instead taking credit for the display as if they had created it and donated it themselves. An event organizer agreeing to allow past organizers of said event to be acknowledged and recognized at the most current upcoming event and then refusing to allow it to happen blowing a gasket even though they had already given verbal permission that it was perfectly fine and throwing an all-out fit that how dare anybody acknowledge the previous organizers. Another example would be an individual gets wind of some event. Could be a class reunion for example and in this particular example the class planning the reunion has decided they are going to include one or two years either side of their actual class because some of the organizers have friends from younger or older classes or a cousin or a sibling or what have you. So they have for whatever reason decided that they're not going to limit it to their own particular year. And someone else, not within the parameters of the event, finds out about it and asks to be included, which the event organizers say, fine, that's perfectly fine, you can come. Uh, but we're not going to go dig up your class people. We're not going to go invite your, you have to do that. If you want to do that, here's the cost, here's the dates, here's all the materials you need. Go ahead, have at it. And then uh, the person does come, but then decides later that the, the class reunion committee did not do enough for them. Um, uh, engaging in character assassination of another club member because you think they won't find out. Oh, people, people, that stuff always comes to light. And that, so that's some organizational examples. Now, personal. This actually, this next example, actually, I can't remember how young I was when I first heard of this, but this happens probably every single day in our country, in the world, and nobody talks about it, but it is common, which would be not allowing a family member to be present when another family member is passing, that being with intention and malice. Another personal example would be trying to keep someone else's property that you've agreed to store and then manipulating them to try to feel bad to allow them to keep your property even though they, that was not the agreement taking or destroying other people's possessions, taking their money or property, and then bragging about it to other people that you have done such. Engaging in public humiliation, which there's a whole, whole big breath to that. So there's 10 different examples. And before I get into the next little piece, I want to talk about a couple of these examples just to highlight people throwing themselves under the bus. In the first workplace scenario, which was actually a real thing, all details being redacted so that it's private, 
but this was a very, very, very successful manager, very well-liked, amazing manager, and it was very public what another manager was doing. So in the, in the total scope of things, the person who was trying to oust or get rid of the one manager made himself look totally ridiculous made him look cruel, made him look abusive, made him look like an idiot. Like, why would you get rid of your top performing manager when the whole country loves them, the, the sales team loves them? It made the person who was making the attempt to throw another manager under the bus, made him, he couldn't have made himself look any worse. He could not have done anything else to make himself look worse. There's just no possible way. So that is an example on the other side. So of course it was painful for a manager when someone was going after them. But on the other side, the people who were witness to it, because if it's happening at work, people, this is not usually something that's happening in secret. And I could have given a lot more work examples. Uh, so it was in full view of the employees, all of the employees in the office. So no, they didn't think highly of the man who was engaging in that. He literally just flung himself under the bus. Same with the manager who messed with an employee secretly. Then we look at like an event organizer who won't give credit to someone else who took their time, took their money, took their energy to create and donate a beautiful display. Well, guess what? Nobody knew it at the event that they were taking credit inappropriately. But after the event, truth came out and it was posted on social media. Oh, thank you to so-and-so for creating this beautiful display and donating it. Thank you, so-and-so. And then the rest of people who were there, or at least who were on social media, found out, aha. Now, why would that person not tell everybody? So they just... They just flatten themselves under the bus by, by their behavior. And, and um, you know, not allowing a family member to be with someone who passes, I, because of dysfunctional families and, and the issues that we have with dysfunctional families, that actually happens way more than you would understand or know, yet people aren't talking about it. And when that happens, oftentimes the people who are, doing the excluding, we'll talk about it. And I'll explain that a little bit later on. So they throw themselves under the bus after the fact, when, when they actually tell people, oh yeah, we, we excluded my brother or we excluded my, my blah, blah, blah. Like they throw themselves under the, they might as well just flatten themselves right out by their own actions and because they lack self-awareness and other things, which I'm going to get into, they have no idea how badly they have made, how badly they've really literally thrown themselves under the bus. So those are examples. And I think if you see, if you're the person who is, is someone's attempting to throw under the bus or has thrown under the bus, it's painful. And I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes. But the person who was either attempting to throw you under the bus or did throw you under the bus, they, in my opinion, look way worse. And it is rare, rare, rare that they're able to keep 
their dirty deeds, if you will, a secret. Time moves on and people will forget that's a secret. Oh, or and some of it's just so public. It's just very public. So the next thing I want to talk about, I want to distinguish this as a new idea because it is one form of being thrown under the bus that happens fairly commonly, but we're also not talking about it, which is what I'm calling getting an emotional beating or an emotional whooping. So if someone gives you an emotional beating or an emotional whooping, you will feel in my opinion, like you've been thrown under the bus. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means someone has written you, called you, seen you, and in their language, and either what they've said or what they've written or um, what they're saying to you is they are taking you down. They are basically uh beating you up emotionally. Usually that includes lies. It often includes irrational thinking. Very, very, very often it's projecting and it's ugly and it's painful. And people do this who lack emotional abilities. So they will sometimes do this with someone they feel safe with, which I will talk about that in a minute. And it's a way for them to discharge their emotions. So they have emotions they can't deal with because they lack emotional abilities. So they will kind of do a verbal vomit, if you will, and just like viciously attack, verbally attack, beat someone up because number one, they lack emotional abilities and they will feel better, although it's temporary. It's a temporary feel better. And again, not necessarily conscious. This is not necessarily they say, oh, I'm going to call my best friend of 15 years and I'm going to give her an emotional beating. That's not usually how it goes. They get triggered. To Frequently, they'll get triggered. You've built this relationship with this best friend for years, so now they're a safe person for you, and out it comes. And this could be a pattern that you don't recognize because we're not talking about it. But now that we're talking about it, you might go, hmm, yes, I think I have a coworker who does that, or I think I have a neighbor, or I think I have a family member, I think I have a, I think I, I think I have, you know, a sub, whoever. Like, this is more common than you might understand. And by the way, this, I'm dis distinguishing this emotional beating or emotional whooping separate from the behaviors and separate from the actions of psychopaths, narcissists, sociopaths, and abusers who do engage in that. And they engage in it intentionally. They engage in it on purpose because their whole point is to crush your soul, take you down, take your light, take your happiness. And so narcissists, psychopaths, sociopaths, and abusers, and other people who have some mental health uh, disorders will do it on purpose. I'm not talking about people who do it on purpose. I'm talking about good people who aren't liars, cheaters. I mean, they may be lying when they're talking to you because they're projecting, but this is something that some people do because they just have no ability to deal with their own emotions and you've been determined to be someone safe. 
So I want to say, so that's emotional beating or emotional whooping. In the context of a psychopath, narcissist, sociopath, abuser, really bad, intentional, malicious. In the case of your friend or your family member or your child or your parent or your, you know, somebody in an organization who is a good person and you have some history, even if they've done it before, now you're recognizing, oh, it might be a pattern. You know, are you the safe person for that individual? Because here's the thing. People generally are growing up in dysfunctional families and too many people are growing up not only in dysfunctional families, but they're growing up where they are mistreated or bullied by a sibling. And that would leave a young person not feeling safe, not feeling safe with their emotions. So for some people or for many people, they are older in life before they find somebody who's safe, somebody who can keep their secrets or somebody they trust or somebody that they can be authentic with. So I don't think that's unusual. I think that's probably more the norm. So when someone finally has a long enough relationship with you or, you know, they figure out somehow that you're safe, they may unwittingly, unconsciously, subconsciously, when they get triggered, you know, do this emotional beating or emotional whooping. And the reason that this is important, like if you're the safe person for them, is because you then want to have certain conversations with them after the fact, or sometime, maybe, maybe you do, maybe you don't, to set parameters. Now, I am not suggesting, by the way, if someone gets you at a meeting or at work or wherever, or on the phone or, you know, anywhere, and starts to engage in this emotional beating or emotional whooping, I am not suggesting in any way, by the way, that you stand there and take it. No, I, I never recommend that. At the same time, if you are dealing with someone who's irrational or projecting or has a number of other issues, they're, it's probably a futile, futile conversation. And defending yourself isn't going to make any difference. But I, I don't recommend that you just take abuse as a, as a carte blanche rule. No, I don't recommend that. But at the same time, if this is a pattern and you figured out, oh, you know what, I bet, I bet I'm the only safe person they have, then you can engage in some other conversations with them, establishing boundaries. I mean, I would give it a, a wide amount of space and time because most likely they are going to feel terrible. They will feel awful almost always. Not, of course, if they're a psychopath, a narcissist, or a sociopath, or an abuser. That, that was their intention. But a good person who feels safe with you, who unconsciously, subconsciously gets triggered, is it's extremely likely they are going to feel horrible. And they will be beating themselves up worse than you ever could. But this is important because sometimes when this happens people will have a knee-jerk reaction to being emotionally beat up or getting an emotional whooping and they will cut someone out of their life. And that's okay. You can cut anyone out of your life that you want. I have no skin in the game for who you keep, who you lose, whatever you do, it's your life. But I'm hoping to bring some light into this in terms of if this has happened to you, 
and maybe it happens once every four or five years with a friend or once every seven like it it might not be a frequent pattern it might be very sporadic it might be very occasional but now hearing this you can go mm, yeah you know what uh, so and so does that and, and we kind of get past it and we move on but it's there so it's important to me that you understand before you just willy-nilly cut someone out of your life is that did that happen because you're their safe person if you're their safe person that to me begs a conversation called mm, something's not right here we need to get this sorted out and then you deal with it you bring your due diligence and you sort it out with them because it's not okay and I'm and clearly People who've done this feel horrible about it. But again, it's a subconscious, unconscious, typically something got triggered and you're their safe person. So I'm bringing this out because we don't even talk about having safe people. I, I can't tell you. I don't think I've ever heard anybody really talking about that. So there are some pieces to this little category, which you could... You will definitely feel like you've been thrown. If you get an emotional beating or an emotional whooping, you will definitely feel like you've been thrown under the bus and run over by a Mack truck because it doesn't feel good. But if you have rational thinking, if you have self-esteem, if you have the different traits that I talk about, you, and especially a little understanding of psychology, you will understand what's happening. Then you can sit back and decide, hmm, Am I their emotionally safe person? Did they get triggered? You know, like, what? what is it? And then move on from there. Now, I do want to give you a warning about something else that we don't talk about, which falls nicely, in my opinion, into this being thrown under the bus topic, which is, uh, I'm calling it uh, a warning on the stealth emotional trap. This, by the way, particularly applies to intentional abusers, psychopaths, sociopaths, narcissists, and other people who are not mentally well. And this is, I'm laying this out for you so that you have the ability to recognize it in the event it's happening to you because it's very tricky. It's very, very tricky. So sometimes when a person particularly we're talking about psychopaths, sociopaths, narcissists, and abusers, or generally evil people. When they've been mean or cruel or vicious or they've thrown you under the bus for whatever reason and it comes up and they're confronted by it, they will often play the victim. Oh, oh, I'm such a P.O.S. Oh, I'm such a loser. Oh, I'm terrible. And they will go on and on and on about how horrible they are. And by the way, this is a, an usually it's an unconscious reaction. It's a subconscious. It's not like they're saying to themselves, oh, now this is how I'm going to behave. It just kind of comes out. And what the really reaction they're looking for, what often happens is then you feel bad because, well, you know, they're basically saying to you, you are a piece of, mm, look at how bad you're making me feel about myself. That's really the what the message is. You, having confronted them about their abuse or cruelty or meanness or throwing you under the bus, now you are the terrible person because look at how bad they feel. So it's a little bit of a trap. It's very stealth. It's very, um, 
it took me years to pick up on that, which I only actually did with, with the help of a great therapist. And we were both kind of looking at each other like, oh my gosh, that's pretty amazing. So this is a stealth activity. And if, if you've called someone out or you've confronted someone about their behavior or their treatment or their meanness or their cruelty or throwing you under the bus and they respond with, oh, I'm such a loser, I'm so terrible, uh, blah, blah, blah. They're basically underneath it saying, you are terrible because look at how bad you're making me feel. So don't fall for that trap. That's a trap. And I, I will again say, this is subconscious and unconscious. This is not a conscious mechanism. Now for psychopaths, narcissists, uh, sociopaths, and abusers, their abuse is intentional but some of their behaviors are triggered and, and subconscious. All right. The next piece of this is really um, important because when someone has attempted to throw you under the bus or has thrown you under the bus, bus this is going to be a very deeply painful experience most often or usually it can also fall under the trauma category. It can fall under the betrayal trauma category. It can fall under a catastrophe. It can be very, very, very serious. And this is why I want you to know that no matter what someone does to me, I will not allow anyone else to ruin my life. I will not allow it. If my life is ever going to be ruined, I am the one who is going to do the ruining. That's my rule. <laughs> That's my rule and I'm sticking to it. And haha, -ha, even if you take all my money and leave me with debt, my life is not ruined. So if someone has attempted to throw you under the bus or has thrown you under the bus or you've thrown yourself under the bus, my request is that you do not allow this to ruin your life because it doesn't have to ruin your life. And on this little vein here, one thing that will happen for some people, depending upon the way they think, is that their mind, depends, it really depends on the way they think, but for some people who have a certain way of thinking, they will their mind will spiral out of control. It is very much like a runaway train. And this is important because it doesn't have to go that way. It does not have to be uh, you spiraling out of control, you know, or a runaway train because you can learn how to control your mind. And when you have gone through the steps with intentional actions and practice, to learn to control your mind, you will then know how to control your mind, be present. Of course, you're going to want to grow your emotions because you want to be in control of your emotions. So as you build on this, then there's no runaway train. There's no spiraling out of control because you're in control. The skills and abilities that I share in my podcasts are about you taking control back in your life, you taking your power back. So when someone tries to throw you under the bus, throws you under the bus, or you've thrown yourself under the bus, 
if you are prone to negative thinking, brooding, ruminating, catastrophizing, overthinking, or you have irrational thinking, or you have irrational thinking combined with low self-esteem, the most likely and predictable path for you is your mind will start ruminating and you will just spiral out of control. That's not what I want for you. I don't want that for anyone. So learning to control your mind and not allowing this situation to ruin your life is going to be very powerful. The other aspect that will be widely powerful for you and hugely helpful is if you are in control of your life, you are the one driving your life and you are up to something. When you are up to something, things slide away. Like things become, the minutia becomes minutia. When you are not in control of your life, when you are not driving your life, when you are not creating your life magically and powerfully, the little minutia can take you down. It can just take you right out of the game. And when you're up to something, then it's like, look at them, ha ha on them. Now I'm not saying that this is not painful. This is very, very painful in most cases, almost all cases. And so you will have to deal with your emotions. You will have to identify how you're feeling. You will have to then manage and process your emotions. I have a whole podcast about that, and I'm actually working on a schema diagram to lay it out because there's eight different pieces to managing and processing your emotions in my world, in what I present, and I'm very good at it. I'm not the end-all, be-all expert, but I am very good at it. So... If you've been thrown under the bus, you threw yourself under the bus, someone tried to throw you under the bus, then you will have to identify how you're feeling, which will be a wide, there'll be a wide path. And it depends on the situation. If it was someone, you know, very close to you and it's a betrayal trauma, that's a whole different can of worms than some person in an organization that you don't really care about. I mean, I've had been thrown under the bus by someone who I didn't particularly care about. It was hurtful. I mean, I almost quit. I almost quit an organization that I helped to found because I was young and I didn't understand jealousy, envy, and resentment could be why someone tries to do that type of thing. So it will be painful, most likely. You will have to identify, manage, and process your emotions, but being up to something lessens the sting is what I'm saying. You might still feel like you've been kicked in the gut, punched in the gut, or whatever, but when you really are up to creating your life magically, it's way harder for people to take you out of the game because you're creating the game, you're in charge of the game, you're running your life, you're running the show, and sometimes I will say I just have to, I really actually just sometimes look at the people who engage in that and think, ah, I feel so sorry for you. I mean, I really feel sorry for people who do these kinds of activities, throwing themselves under the bus. It's sad. It's, it's actually tragic and heartbreaking. So you will have to deal with your emotions, whichever case it, we're talking about, whether it's you being thrown under the bus, you've thrown yourself under the bus. But then the next piece is your recovery time. So when this happens, 
if you've thrown yourself under the bus or someone threw you under the bus or someone just attempted to throw you under the bus, sometimes even just the attempt of someone trying to throw you under the bus is as painful as being thrown under the bus, you will have what I call a recovery time. So depending on the magnitude of the situation, depending on your skills and abilities, depending on your relationship, depending on a whole wide variety of factors, you will have what I call a recovery time. Now, the, and the recovery time is the time from whence you, whenever you discovered this happened or was happening or happened or to the time when you feel back to normal, you've kind of gotten yourself grounded, you're kind of back to living life. Now, I'm a slow processor when it comes to my emotions, so I'll get back to life, and then it will. I will be continuously processing my emotions over time so I can get back to life and doing what I'm up to while in the background, I mean, I do a majority of emotional processing right after the event or very shortly after the event, and then it will. Con I will continue to be processing my emotions after I'm kind of back in the game. But your recovery time, so for some people, if you are lower in your emotional intelligence or you don't have a high amount of emotional regulation and emotional abilities, this type of situation will tank you and can tank you for a very long time. So when you start to work on yourself, when you get to work on making sure that you're a rational thinker and that your thinking is rational and you feel worthy and you feel good about yourself and you're learning about how your mind works and you're learning to control your mind and all of these different things that I talk about in my podcast, your, what will happen is your recovery time will get shorter and shorter and shorter and smaller and smaller and smaller until it seems like oh, you could just recover from anything very quickly. So the one other, so the underpinnings of this podcast are why you want to grow and develop yourself because you do not want to throw yourself under the bus. No, you don't want to do that. And you don't want to have a long recovery time when someone throws you under the bus or tries to throw you under the bus. So being kind to yourself while you're recovering is the biggest thing of all. If this happened to you, whichever way, you did it to yourself or someone did it to you, you have got to be very gentle, kind, and loving to yourself as you move through the process. No, just going like pretending it didn't happen. I mean, you can pretend it. You can pretend it didn't happen. Go ahead. I don't recommend it. I mean, there are times where if it's at work, you have to kind of keep your cool. You have to do your job and, you know, deal with it at night or deal with it on the side with other people who are also appalled at what's happening or whatnot. But you want to be kind to yourself and bring boatloads of compassion to yourself as you identify, manage, and process your emotions. This is the time when you deeply engage in self-care and self-soothing. And when I say self-soothing, I do not mean self-numbing, like numbing yourself. You definitely need to feel your emotions to be able to move on from it. 
So, and as you are in your recovery period, which again could last any, any amount of time. I mean, it, it can be very long for some people. Uh, I certainly recommend it at a certain point as you're dealing with your emotions and, and processing them and managing them that you get to a point of forgiveness for whomever or whatever happened because forgiveness is for you. Carrying a grudge is like a poison that you take yourself. Keeping score, these are not powerful things for you. They're not powerful. And you are welcome to hold a grudge. I have no skin in the game if you want to hold a grudge. Regardless of whether you're willing to forgive or not willing to forgive, my other strong suggestion in your recovery time and as you're dealing with this post-event or post-situation or post-whatever, is that you take the high road. Always take the high road. You will not regret it ever. You will feel better. You will look better. You will be perceived better than if you take the low road. So the next section about this is what response is appropriate. Well, it depends on what happened. I have no idea what response is appropriate. And, and in some instances, no response is appropriate. In other instances, maybe you have a conversation or you send a written document or you, you know, do something. I mean, who knows? But you'll, you'll decide at a certain point whether there's an action that's necessary or whether there's an action that's not necessary. I, I don't know. But what I don't recommend is that you gossip about it. Go get coaching if you need coaching. And probably you would need coaching. <laughs> get another perspective. But make it clear you're looking for coaching. You're just not interested in gossiping. And then listen to the feedback people have for you. Do, do people have feedback for you? Well, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, certainly some events where I was thrown under the bus, I was like, what, 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 what? And people were like, oh, no, that's not you. You have nothing to do with that. That's them being an attention seeker, a power grabber, or this or that, or the next thing. If you were the one who threw yourself under the bus, you may then have some cleanup work to do. I would suggest that you do have some cleanup work to do. And so go do it. That's totally, that's totally on you. I mean, all right. So uh, the next piece of this, I want to talk about, well, why do people do this? Well, I've already mentioned that for some people, you're their safe person. So you might get an emotional beating or whooping and making you feel like you've been thrown under the bus. But here are the top uh, reasons why someone will try to throw you under the bus or throw you under the bus and in effect, in effect, really, when someone tries to throw you under the bus or throws you under the bus, they're the one who actually threw themselves under the bus because they are the one who actually always looks like a loser. Okay, number one is irrational thinking. We have a high percentage of society that is not thinking rationally. When you are thinking irrationally, another term for that is cognitive distortion, you are not thinking through a proper lens. Your thinking is flawed. Your thinking is distorted. 
So when you have distorted thinking, your reality is distorted because your thinking is distorted because your view is distorted. So irrational thinking is one of the, one of the many causes. Number two, lack of self-awareness. If people were aware of their behavior and the impact of their behavior, they would possibly give it another thought. Like they might go, hmm, yeah, you know, if I try to hide that somebody donated this and take credit for it and it's found out, I will look like the worst person in the world later. Or, you know, all right, so low self-esteem, feeling unworthy or undeserving can contribute to this because when you have low self-esteem and you feel you're not worthy or not deserving, that filter, that filter of low self-esteem impacts how you process data, events, people. It, it, it alters your conclusions. It is a lens or a filter that changes everything. And if you're not sure about that, then you get a person who has healthy self-esteem, who feels good about themselves, someone with low self-esteem, give them an event, and they'll have two different assessments of the same event because they're processing one through the lens of I'm worthy, I'm deserving, and one through the lens of I'm not. Lack of emotional regulation or lack of emotional abilities. And this we saw in the example of the emotional beating or the emotional whooping. But in many cases of the other examples I gave, people were lacking some emotional ability, not knowing that they were lacking it. And that was really the cause of them behaving badly or trying to throw you under the bus. Another very big cause, which falls under the emotional piece, is the green-eyed monster. People will be jealous, envious, or resentful of you for any number of reasons that you did not cause. If you're married, they might be jealous of you. If you have kids, they might be jealous of you. If you have money, they might be jealous of you. If you have an amazing life, they will probably be jealous or resentful of you. Like, you don't have to go do something to someone else to have them have the green-eyed monster. That's all on them. Of course, it is the other underscoring of why my request is you grow and develop yourself like a weed, because when you really feel good about yourself and you have this amazing life, all you want for other people is that they feel good, that they have an amazing life, that they're happy, that they are living their dream life. That's what you would want. You wouldn't go, oh, well, I didn't get that. They got, you know, no, you wouldn't be having the green-eyed monster. Other causes, psychopathology, being a psychopath, a narcissist, a sociopath, or, you know, some other disorder, including splitting. And I'm going to talk about splitting in a minute, but splitting is another thing. That will cause this type of throwing someone under the bus. Entitlement, someone who feels entitled to what you have or entitled to your position or entitled to something. Attention seekers fall into this trap. Uh, it's a way to get attention. It's not a good way to get attention, but it is sometimes an MO of an attention seeker. Having a false narrative about their actions. There are many times in life where you will have a false narrative about something about yourself or your life because it's too painful to face. We frequently see that with people and their family of origins. When their family of origin has been highly dysfunctional or very traumatic, People will create a reasonable but false 
family narrative because it's too painful to admit to, it's too painful to face. So false narratives aren't that unusual. But what I'm talking about here is, you know, we had someone going to a class event they weren't even invited to or a class reunion, and then later creating a false narrative that a not enough was done for them and these people are bad. I mean, they were there, they were up on stage, like, come on. So false narratives can be a source for someone picking you out and throwing you under the bus. Um, also having guilt, anger, and vindictiveness. So guilt is a kind of a sleeper, guilt and anger. So sometimes, like and I gave the example of the excluding someone from a family member's passing, that is often driven by uh, projection, anger, and guilt, and blame. So those emotions will come into play, and sometimes um, other emotions as well. But these are just some of the top reasons that will source or cause someone to either throw you under the bus or to throw themselves under the bus. So hopefully you're seeing that, you know, when you get thrown under the bus, someone is taking themselves with you. Like, they're going to look worse than you if they're doing that to you. They're always going to look worse than you, which is why you don't need to throw people under the bus. People are capable of doing it themselves. They don't need any help. Now, the next piece of this is trauma responses. And I bring this up because, well, number one, um, some of the being thrown under the bus can be for sure without question a trauma. I mean, it's not always a trauma. It depends on what happens. But it can be a trauma for someone. And in some cases, if the person throwing you under the bus or attempting to throw you under the bus is uh, close, it could be a betrayal trauma. And there's a whole raft of things you can find out. I mean, even if it's a spouse, it can be betrayal trauma. So under this whole piece, I want to explain briefly splitting. Because splitting, first of all, splitting is not a good thing, and it's somewhat common. Um, I'm not really sure how common it is. I'm figuring that out. I haven't figured it out. But in splitting, and this can be a reason why someone throws you under the bus. So it, splitting is a process where someone decides either you or someone else, or a group of people, or a company, or an event, or an entity, or whatever, they decide something, is either all good or all bad. So it could be a political party, it could be you as a person, it could be, um, you know, your, your brand, your company, you, you know. But in splitting, a person decides you're all good or you're all bad, which is a motivator, I hope you can see, for sometimes people throwing someone under the bus. If they've split you and you're all bad, they will want to vilify you. They will want you to be the monster. And then, of course, if they're lacking in self-awareness and being, you know, having rational thinking, they will throw you under the bus or they will try wildly to throw you under the bus because they've split you. You are now all bad. You are the evil one. You are the evil doer. And it's very, just very, very helpful to understand this idea of splitting. And it's unfortunate we're not talking about it more, but under this whole trauma response, splitting could be a reason 
that you're thrown under the bus. Now you have no skin in the game. You don't cause people to split you. And splitting, by the way, is under the dissociative category. It is not good. It's not a good sign. It's a sign of a lack of mental health. It is a problem. Splitting is a problem. It's not a good thing. So, um, and you know, you could. This could be a trauma for you, but you can heal from trauma and you can deal with trauma. But it is important that you recognize if it is a trauma or traumatic event or traumatizing event or if it's a catastrophe that you deal with it as such. So it might be for you that you need to look into the whole umbrella of healing, of trauma responses, because you could be having symptoms that are trauma responses as a result of being thrown under the bus or someone attempting to throw you under the bus or post-event, if you were the one doing the not-so-good stuff to someone else, you could be likewise having symptoms as you are just feeling terrible as a person. So what I think is important is to know is that People, I think people are doing the best they can in life. I really do believe that. Now, I'm not saying that about people who are narcissists, psychopaths, sociopaths, and abusers. They're, they're not well. They're just not well. I mean, we know that being a psychopath, a narcissist, or a sociopath is a diagnostic disorder that is diagnosable. But many times when someone throws you under the bus... It is really not about you. So when I say that, you don't have to take it personally. People don't understand why would I say that. Because literally, if you were in a, an abusive marriage or an abusive relationship or your boss was abusing you at work or, or someone at work threw you under the bus, if we took you out of the equation and put someone else into the situation, it is almost predictable that the same thing would happen to that other person because it's not about you as a person per se and even if it was about you as a person per se you do not have to take it personally you do not so that might be helpful might not be helpful but I think it's very helpful to me to not take things personally and, and really literally when I've worked with people and we say, all right, let's say we took your boss out of the equation and put some other boss, would the same thing have happened? Well, yes, it would have because it really wasn't about that boss or that manager or it really wasn't about this or that. It was about, you know, something else. All right, my next piece in this is if you are the one who feels like you threw yourself under the bus, if you are feeling like you threw yourself under the bus, and you may or may not have, I have no idea. It depends on what you did or didn't do. But my suggestion is you bring compassion to yourself and start to expand your capabilities in the area of making mistakes and getting it wrong. We have many people who are either trying to be perfectionist or their self-esteem is so low that they just want to get everything right because they're just trying to be good enough. You're already good enough, people. I hate to break it to you. You are good enough. You are worthy. You are lovable. You are amazing if you could see yourself the way I see you. 
So if you will expand your ability to allow yourself to make a mistake or get it wrong, you will have infinitely more freedom. You will have infinitely more power. It's a very powerful stance to be able to say, oh, look at the, look at that, look at that. Oh, I made a mistake. Oh, boy, how did I make that mistake? All right, let's look at that. It's very, very powerful because everyone makes mistakes. And if you've made a mistake, in, in this instance, if you think you've made a mistake or you got something wrong, you can always go apologize. I have apologized through my entire life for getting it wrong or making mistakes, and I have no embarrassment. When you, okay, sometimes I'm a little embarrassed I have to apologize. But I don't make mistakes on purpose, people. Nobody makes mistakes on purpose. That's not how mistakes work. That's not the definition of mistakes. So expand your power there and always take the high road. Now, my next piece is just really an observation, which is, in my humble opinion, having been at this for a long time, the truth has a way of always coming out eventually. So when people are lying about you, throwing you under the bus, or engaging in mean or cruel or vicious behavior, hold your head high, take the high road, and understand that the truth has a way of coming out eventually, in my opinion. Hopefully you feel a little relieved about that. Now I have a couple key points to wrap this up, or key attributes or views or whatnot so that you can avoid yourself from throwing yourself under the bus. So this is for you so that you do not engage in any kind of activity where you are throwing yourself under the bus because we don't want that. If other people want to throw themselves under the bus, have at it, let them. But you, no, we don't want that for you because it doesn't feel good and it makes you look terrible. Number one is rational thinking. I think I've said enough about that. Rational thinking has to be on your list as a priority. And if you find out that you have a cognitive distortion, which is a form of irrational thinking, then you do not say to yourself, oh, no, see, there's something wrong with me. No, knock that off. What you say to yourself is, oh, wow, look at this. I just learned that I have a cognitive distortion, so I better get to work on that because that's not helpful. That's one way to approach it. Rational thinking. Self-awareness. Accurate self-awareness, not informed by low self-esteem or rational thinking. Some people have their, their self-awareness is off because they're not thinking rationally and then you pile on with low self-esteem so their self-image is off. So start with rational thinking and that can then help you get an accurate self-awareness. Emotional abilities will absolutely help you in every area of life, but it will also help you from not throwing yourself under the bus. Self-esteem is not something you work on per se, but if you get to work on rational thinking, your self-image, your self-awareness, your emotional abilities, your feeling worthy and feeling deserving, deserving will come along the way. My next point is you cannot have a scarcity mentality in life if you want to avoid throwing yourself under the bus. Some people throw themselves under the bus or 
do so by throwing you under the bus because they have a scarcity mentality that you got a promotion at work, therefore there's less for them, therefore they wasn't promoted, they weren't promoted, therefore it's all your fault, so now they're going to attack you. A scarcity mentality is not helpful. There is plenty of love in the world. There's plenty of affection in the world. There's plenty of abundance. The world is abundant. At the same time, if you have a scarcity mentality, there is no abundance for you because you have the view that there's, there's not enough. There's not enough of anything, so you've got to grab what you can. So seriously, you want to have an abundance abundance mentality. There's an abundance of love. There's an abundance of whatever you need because otherwise your scarcity mentality is going to fuel the green-eyed monster, revenge, vindictive. It's going to fuel nothing good. All right, my next suggestion for you to avoid throwing yourself under the bus is to be a person of character and integrity. That always pays off people. There's always advantages to being a person of character and integrity. And by the way, when you live life with rational thinking and integrity, you don't have to keep track of lies. I don't know how people keep track of their lies. Well, the reality is liars do not keep track of their lies. They get caught up in their lies and they can't keep them straight, which is a good reason to be a person of integrity, tell the truth and have character. My next suggestion is if you've thrown yourself under the bus or you've made a mistake, just own it, own it and clean it up. There's always a way to clean things up and be willing to admit that you made a mistake. I mean, my kids know I made plenty of mistakes. They know I've apologized and I will apologize for the rest of my life. I did the best I could. That's all I could do. So my next suggestion to help you not throw yourself under the bus is to have healthy and clear boundaries. That will be very helpful. Do not keep a grudge and do not take it personally, even if you think it is personal. Probably if we substituted someone else for you, the same thing would happen to the next person. So here's your takeaways. It's time to recognize the power of personal growth and development to prevent you from throwing yourself under the bus and to help you if you have the unfortunate situation where someone attempts to throw you under the bus or does throw you under the bus. And it's time to recognize that there are many reasons why this happens. It's not always bad people who engage in this, but it is time to put yourself on the road to gain the skills and abilities so you do not do this stuff to yourself or to other people. And my request is that you share this podcast on social media to help other people with this common problem. That's it. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 116, Throwing Yourself Under the Bus. I hope that this episode has given you some new insights on both sides of the fence. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe so you get the new ones automatically. I would love it if you would share this podcast on social media to help other people who are dealing with this situation. Please visit me on my website to enter my giveaway. Hang in there for now. I love you. That's it.